Hi, and welcome to Seeking the Gospel Truth. I'm Giselle Aguiar, and my purpose here is to tell you of the good news of the salvation of Jesus Christ that's available to everyone. If you're new to the podcast, you can listen to my personal story in the first three episodes. I pray that as you hear this message today, it will encourage you to read the New Testament, the Gospels, and the letters, which explain the good news of Jesus' true salvation, your one-way, non-stop ticket to heaven. The episode will begin after this short message. You know, I keep, I've been doing this podcast since, the, uh, since January 1st, basically. And, and the whole purpose of this is to explain the gospel truth to shine the light on Jesus' uh, salvation, true salvation. And I always say that don't take my word for it, but read the Bible. So I thought tonight, um, and I dug up an old blog article I did, and I updated it. Um, and I'm calling this How to Get the Most Out of Reading the Bible. So I'll start with my stories. So when I decided I wanted to get closer to God after being a prodigal for many years, I dusted off my family's big Bible. You know, the one that sits either on the mantle um, or as in our house on a bookshelf. So it would look good if the priest or pastor came to visit. Nobody actually picked it up and read it. It was a King James version. Like I really knew the difference. Um, it was difficult to understand, but God was prompting me to read it. Um, I just had an urge to learn more. Now, this was in the late 80s, way before the easy Bible apps we have today. And I started in the beginning. <clears throat> but when you, since I've been doing a lot of Bible reading, you know, lately and, you know, since the, the 80s, one of the things I learned, and I, I read this in a study, and it made so much sense to me, the Bible is all about Jesus from beginning to end. So we find Christ in all the scriptures. In the Old Testament, he is predicted. In the Gospels, he is revealed. In the book of Acts, he is preached. In the epistles, the letters, he is explained. And in Revelation, the last book in the Bible, he is expected. So in the beginning, and, you know, in the beginning, God created. Well, yes, that's a good place to start. But the Old Testament can be a bit daunting for the Bible novice. Eventually, read Genesis, Exodus, and others to learn the old Bible stories of Adam and Eve, Noah, the flood, Jonah and the whale, Moses, and all the prophecies of Jesus. In fact, um, see if you can't recognize when the Old Testament talks about Jesus. Have you ever tried Bible roulette? You know, opening the Bible and reading wherever you land. I really don't recommend it. You should read it systematically. However, usually Bible roulette will open somewhere in the middle, which is where the Psalms are. They are perfect when looking for answers to life's problems. The best place to start is in the New Testament. The Gospel of Matthew is the first book of the New Testament, but it too can be a bit daunting. It was written for the Jews of the first century, explaining how Jesus, the Messiah that they have been waiting for, 
is the true Jewish Messiah. So thus, the genealogy of Jesus is in the first chapter. Mark is a more no-nonsense story of Jesus' time on earth as an adult. It walks you from Jesus' baptism to the cross and then the resurrection. Luke, the historian, starts with the Christmas story, then tells more or less the same stories as Mark, but with a slightly different point of view. The Gospel of John, on the other hand, is different. The other Gospels focus on events and facts of Jesus' life. John tells of Christ's nature, the meaning of what Jesus said and did, how God spoke in the only way we can understand, by becoming one of us. It clearly explains the basics of faith. And um, uh, I did a blog article and a podcast on who wrote the Gospels, but goes into more detail on on each of the Gospel authors. Um, Then read the letter of 1 John. It describes the nature of God's love for humans, and it's nice and short. The Apostle Paul wrote the majority of the New Testament in the form of letters to the churches of the first century. Even though it was written so long ago, he could have been talking about today and what we go through in our lives. I just did a 16-part series through Paul's letter to the Romans, which really explains the basics of Christian life and faith. In Romans, Paul describes the whole scope of Christian beliefs, convincing readers that Christ holds the answers to all of life's important questions. My series starts with what is righteousness. So you can either listen to it in the blog post or you can read the, uh, listen to the podcasts or read it in the blog post. The link is in the blog article, which there's a link to in the podcast notes. Paul's letter to the Philippians talks about the joy of believing in Christ. Philippians chapter four is one I personally turn to often for peace. So what version of the Bible is best? The King James Version, where all the these and thous, is hard to read. But if that's all you have in the house, then start there. Then get yourself a newer version, like the New Living Translation, the Good News Bible, or the New International Version. They are written in uh, in plain English. If you don't have a Bible at home, um, here are two websites that offer Bible studies in a variety of versions in different languages. Bible Gateway, and my favorite, which is YouVersion Bible app. As you get deeper into studying the Bible, find a Bible-based church, join a Bible study group, and get into the habit of reading a bit every day. You'll find a version that's comfortable for you. I personally prefer the New Living Translation in the YouVersion Bible app because it is has a spoken uh, it uh, you know you can you can listen to it while you're reading it and it, it really helps you understand understand it better and it just gets into your heart and I just absolutely love it. Another free great uh, great free app is through the word dot um, org and you can, the links to these will be in the um, the show notes. Uh, through the word explains the Bible chapter by chapter and for newbies they have journeys which take you in a logical progression to get to know Jesus personally. Here are some more tips on reading the Bible. Read a chapter of Proverbs or one Psalm a day. Proverbs are the wise sayings of Solomon and they show us how God wants us to live. Psalms are songs and prayers to God. Some praise him, some ask for help. They all make you feel better after reading them. Take notes as you read the Bible and don't be afraid to ask questions at church. That's what the pastors are there for. There are many pastors online and on YouTube who teach studies 
live and are open to questions. Reread the passages a few times and ask, what does God want me to know from this passage? What is God trying to say to me that will help me grow? What does he want me to do? Life is a wonderful journey and the Bible is God's roadmap so we don't get lost. God should be your GPS, not your spare tire. And as Paul writes in 2 Timothy 3, 16 through 17, all scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. What about different interpretations? Ah, that's where it gets messy. Different denominations interpret the Bible differently. Before I was born again and baptized, I didn't know the difference. It was confusing. Who was right? We are warned in the Bible of false teachers and false prophets who look good, sound good, and make you feel good, but are really lying to us and leading us astray. That's where the Holy Spirit comes in. Having the Holy Spirit in my heart, inside of me, guiding me, helps me see the difference between what is truth and what is not. So how do you get the Holy Spirit? Well, growing up Catholic, I knew that the Holy Spirit existed as part of the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. However, I had no idea of the power of the Holy Spirit available to a person until I became born again, saved, was baptized, and I surrendered my whole life to Jesus. The Holy Spirit is only part of the benefits of salvation, besides a one-way nonstop ticket to heaven. And uh, I have a link of a blog article that has a collection of all of the podcasts with the 22 benefits of salvation. To get the Holy Spirit, you must first believe, two, repent of your sins, be baptized, and then receive the Holy Spirit into your heart. To start, pray this prayer humbly and wholeheartedly. Dear Lord Jesus, I know I am a sinner. I believe you died for my sins. Please forgive me. Right now, I turn from my sins and open the door of my heart and my life to you. I confess you as my personal Lord and Savior. I will follow you for the rest of my life. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. In Matthew 24, 14, we read, And the good news about the kingdom will be preached throughout the world so that all nations will hear it. And then the end will come. Are you ready? Soli Deo Gloria. To God alone be the glory. Thank you for listening to this episode. Jesus said in Revelation 3, verses 20 through 22, Look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in and we will share a meal together as friends. Those who are victorious will sit with me on my throne, just as I was victorious and sat with my father on his throne. Anyone with ears to hear must listen to the Spirit and understand what he is saying to the churches. Jesus is knocking. It's up to you to open the door. If you have any comments or questions, feel free to reach out to me via my website or social media. The links are in the show website. Make sure you download my favorite free Bible study apps, Version Bible app, and Through the Word. These will make it easy for you to get into the habit of reading the Bible daily. Seek 
the truth. Seek the gospel truth. Oh, and don't forget to hit the subscribe button and then the share button. The gospel of Jesus is meant to be shared. Soli Deo Gloria. To God alone be the glory.